You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironwood. I'm going to do this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. More fantasy analysis that you can check out, covering all the moves, tracking the signings, the top 60 I have on the site, the other notable signings, all looking at those, uh, keeping you updated with the, the news we get from all around the league. Uh, I know it's still a legal tampering period, but later today we will have the official start of the league year at 4 p.m. We're still waiting on that big move. Is Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets or not? If you need that analysis, it's up now. We broke it down hypothetically to see what you're looking at there in terms of Aaron Rodgers joining the Jets and what that could mean for their offense and their guys involved. Well, we have a new player in that offense, so we'll talk about him in the show, Al Lazard is now a Jet, uh, the former Packers wide receiver, agreeing to a four-year, $44 million deal to go to New York. So foreshadowing, perhaps, that Aaron Rodgers is headed there as well. We might find out today, 1 p.m. Eastern time here, he's going on the Pat McAfee show. So tomorrow we might have something actual to be broken down for you with Aaron Rodgers. But there are other notable signings happening that are affecting fantasy football more offensive skill players coming off the board. The running backs starting to have an impact and changing things a little bit here. So we'll break down the running backs for you, what's going on there. Look at the wide receiver of note, Lazard, and then a couple tight end moves that happen. And then quarterbacks also switching teams here on the move, veteran quarterbacks. So we'll look at all those moves for you on today's show. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's start with the big news in Detroit. They're not re-signing Jamal Williams. He's been rumored to go to the Bills. There is the power back. But for now, the Lions have their new lead back. It's David Montgomery. Three years, $18 million to leave the Bears. Kind of surprised some folks that Montgomery is the choice for Detroit. They could have looked at a running back with one of their two first-round picks. The second one here late in the first round, but instead the Lions uh, just go for a running back veteran market here. And Dave Montgomery, I think they wanted to clean up the power act of Jamal Williams. I think Williams is pretty much limited to being a power back, right? He racked up all the short touchdowns where Montgomery can do that, but he's also a versatile pass catcher. This is important. I think he's going to cut into DeAndre Swift a little bit. They just don't trust Swift completely to stay healthy. Their durability issues have been there. That's why they're not totally committed. That's why they also spent some money on Montgomery instead of just bringing back Williams at a cheap price here to be a complimentary power back despite him being very good in the locker room. So Montgomery gives you a little bit more. He's a decent pass catcher. He's not exactly a plotter, but he's not exactly an explosive back either. So he's steady, pound him away a little bit to take some pressure off Swift. So Swift can be that dynamic change of pace, not working Swift too much. So this is not good news for the value of Swift. I think Montgomery looks right now to be an RB2 because I think he'll be a lot more involved than Williams just as a goal line threat. And we know Williams had a lot of fantasy value just being a scoring back. Well, Montgomery's going to be a more complete back. He's going to run pretty well. This offensive line is fantastic. So he gets an upgrade there. This overall offense is a little bit more dangerous. So 
David Montgomery is pretty solid. He's been coming through with his volume and his scoring, but now he points his arrow upward here. So I really like this move for Montgomery and his value. And again, he could get massive work in this offense, especially given Swift and his availability, durability issues, that you could see Montgomery on the field quite a bit. Now, Montgomery also has been banged up quite a bit. And that's something that uh, we're concerned with. And maybe they're just trying to say, okay, between these two guys, we'll have a healthy, versatile option to put on the field, and not be a little bit more one-dimensional in the power game here with uh, Williams whenever he's on the field. So I think that's what the purpose was. Maybe he didn't want to invest too highly in the running backs, use that valuable draft capital there on either Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. So they will go Dave Montgomery to compliment Swift here. So arrow pointing up for him. Of course, that leaves Khalil Herbert in a great situation now for the Bears. He becomes the lead back. They did add a backup to him. It was uh, Travis Homer. So Homer comes away from Seattle. And he is now in Chicago. So he's the change of place uh, there that you have. A change of place and change of pace for Homer behind one Khalil Herbert. So Herbert ran well enough where the Bears trust him. We know this offense has a little bit more explosive potential. They upgraded their offensive line. Got Nate Davis there from the Titans. So trying to become a better run blocking team. They aren't pretty good at that. They need to improve pass protection. I think they'll get that left tackle of choice here. Maybe move around Braxton Jones. So when we look at the Bears, they're set up pretty nicely here. DJ Moore adding to that offense with Chase Claypool. And, of course, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, pretty good blocker as well as receiver. So this is great for Khalil Herbert. Great development overall is the offensive line upgrades, the skill upgrades, and also the moving of Montgomery. So Herbert's going to be on the radar right away as an RB2. This offense playing off Justin Fields. And his running in homer is just going to be a limited guy. Maybe you look at it, him as a backup, but there wasn't too much there once uh, Montgomery was gone. So they need someone behind Herbert, but being Homer, that means they're not uh, forcing in a committee that Herbert really could see key touches here as a lead back. And he's had that opportunity before and done well when Montgomery's been injured. All right, another Seahawks running back on the move. No, it's not Kenneth Walker. It is uh, Rashad Penny. He's going to the Eagles. So interesting, the Eagles also at the same time re-signed Boston Scott to a deal. So that pretty much tells you that Miles Sanders is no longer going to be in Philadelphia. Penny and Sanders do a lot the same, surprisingly. Penny is just a guy that's been less durable. Well, Sanders has also had those issues until this past year. But Penny a little bit more explosive, gives them more big running ability, not much receiving ability. That's the same thing with Sanders. But they have Kenneth Gainwell to do that. So I figured Gainwell would be in the mix. The fact that they brought back Scott pretty much says no Sanders here. So Penny is your replacement for Sanders. I think they're looking for a little bit more big running pop there, and that's what Penny does. Remember those chunk runs and yards per carry? Behind this offensive line, he could really be special if he's healthy. So I think he'd be a guy that would score a lot of touchdowns, power through, but not to give you much of the pass game, but they don't need that with Gainwell. And they also have Scott as a guy that can help clean up for Penny in different spots as well, and there's a contingency there for his power running. So Rashad Penny lands in the best possible spot, leaving Walker and uh, now joining a spot where there's going to be no Miles Sanders. So we're going to watch him monitor it, but he's on the RB2 radar. Really the biggest thing with Rashad Penny all throughout his career as a surprise first-round pick of the Seahawks has just been getting on the field and staying healthy. But we saw that a couple years ago when he was on the field and could be explosive and had a good offensive line and got the volume. We saw what happened with Rashad Penny at the end of the 2021 season. So that upside is there, and especially behind this great Eagles offensive line in a run-heavy approach with Jalen Hurts. So love that move for 
Rashad Penny. Now, staying in the NFC East, a big move is happening here. Ezekiel Elliott looks like he'll be cut. The Fort Worth Star-Telegram reports that after Tony Pollard got the franchise tag for $10.09 million here to play in 2023, that all-guaranteed franchise tender that Ezekiel Elliott is on the move. So that's great news for Tony Pollard here. We'll see if they go into the draft of Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, those two guys. Number 26 overall where the Cowboys are picking, but Gil Elliott likely to be designated June 1st cut here, but out of the mix here for the Cowboys, uh, sounding like it, they just couldn't afford to bring him back. 16 point million something cap hit there for Elliott, uh, just not going to afford that. They can designate him as a cut for June 1st to get 10.9 million cap, and guess what? That pays for it. Tony Pollard's value right there, and then some with the 10.09 there for Pollard. So had to move on. Elliott's okay. He's a luxury to have with the veteran experience, pass protection, closing in the red zone. But we're going to watch for the Los Angeles Chargers with Kellen Moore, maybe needing a power back and the Austin Eckler trade situation up the air. But it seems like Elliott and Eckler could be much like Elliott Pollard, and Elliott would be an upgrade over one up. Just really their Joshua Kelly mix, that kind of mix that they have there. So when you look at that, that's uh, good news for Elliott to potentially flopping out of there. The Bills also potential. They haven't re-signed Devin Singletary out of their change of pace back, James Cook. I also have list of the Browns maybe being a backup behind Nick Chubb and the Saints being the power back replacing Mark Ingram behind Alvin Kamara. So four likely ending spots there. You can check out uh, in detail what I like about those teams there for Zeke Elliott. But great news, the point up arrow for Tony Pollard for sure after his big breakout season. Now he's going to be lead back, flipped it there. He was already the lead back in terms of the key touches, but now he maybe gets more of the red zone work, more of the touches overall, maybe more of the rushing work. So great news for Pollard with the Elliott cutting error. Now, Samaje Pirine is going to the Broncos. They're getting him as a contingency here for Javonta Williams coming off that major knee injury from last year. So Piran can do a little bit of everything. Makes sense. I think he's an ideal backup because of his versatility in the passing game and can be a power runner that uh, I think he would fit really nicely with Javonta Williams in that backfield. So better, I think, than even Melvin Gordon. So love Piran move, especially in the Sean Payton and uh, Joe Lombardi offense there taking over in Denver. All right, we saw Raheem Mostert resigning. We talked about that. Dolphins are keeping their backfield together because Jeff Wilson Jr. also resigning there. So interesting moves, but we definitely have the combination staying together for one uh, Mike McDaniel in that zone blocking scheme. Their production together was pretty darn good. So committee approach, not what we wanted exactly. We thought they might go after Dalvin Cook or might be in the market for one of those uh, feature backs in the draft. The problem is they don't have that number 21 overall pick. It got forfeited uh, with all the issues with Tom Brady and Stephen Ross. So that's a big blow. I think that's where they would have gone, but they went for the cheap here to keep Mostert and Wilson, the two former 49ers in that 49ers-like system, keep them producing here. So really disappointing, not a real change pivot for that backfield here in 2023. All right, we'll break down the big wide receiver move that happened there on free agency on Tuesday. We'll do that here for you next. That's Alan Lazard going to the Jets, presumably ahead of an Aaron Rodgers joining. We'll look at that here. And then we'll also look at two quarterbacks changing addresses here in the NFC South. Interesting uh, way these uh, things have played out there. So we'll get more into that here for you on the show. Before we do that, it's an exciting time of the year in the NBA. It's the second half of the season, and we know NFL's over, but it's a perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. 
app there. Check it out because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained there for the NBA. Look, the NFL is a lot of fun, but so can be the NBA in the betting and the aspects. You can look at rebounds, assist, player points, uh, look at different spreads, money lines, totals, and they have exclusive bets you can check out as well for the NBA, like the two by three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. That's fun. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay. I missed the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, as well as the NFL and our sponsor here on the Locked On Network. All right, it's time to continue the show here on a Wednesday and look at the latest in the free agency move. We have another wide receiver move. We said Jacoby Myers is going to the Raiders and uh, another wide receiver I had really high, big uh, red zone year there for Al Lazard. Signed with the Jets, four years, 44 million. Apparently there's a list of things that Aaron Rodgers w- would like, wishing for, included Al Lazard going to the Jets, Randall Cobb on that. I don't know if they'll fill that out. Mercedes Lewis going to the Jets and uh, maybe pursuit of Odo Beckham Jr. Well, at least he got one of his demands, Alan Lazard going there. So I don't think they would make this move unless Aaron Rodgers was involved. Again, Lazard was tied to Nathaniel Hackett, who's the offensive coordinator, but really look at it. They want to move on from Corey Davis. It's easy cut, easy salary cap uh, retention here. They wanted a little veteran presence there. Remember, they saw what Alan Lazard did for the two young receivers there in Green Bay with Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. So Lazard can have that same effect on Garrett Wilson going into year two. And Elijah Moore should be in for a big bounce back season if Rodgers if he's, is a starting quarterback here in year three. Also didn't see eye to eye with Zach Wilson or the old offensive coordinator, Michael Floor. So all things pointing up for the Jets passing game. Having Lazard is nice. This is a lateral move for Lazard. He had some value as a wide receiver at times because of or wide receiver three, I should say. With his scoring in Green Bay, I think it stays the same here, but going to detract some attention there from Wilson, who's going to be a potential wide receiver one top 12 finish on the way should Rodgers be his starting quarterback and Elijah Moore can also pop into the wide receiver three value again like he was as a rookie so Lazard's a nice presence to have deflect the coverage a little bit and to help these uh, younger receivers so I like that for the facilitation aspect and also making it easier for Rodgers and Hackett so again we're anticipating the Aaron Rodgers move until it's official we can only speculate but Alan Lazard going there is a pretty good sign that it's happening all right, we talked about Darren Waller. We broke down Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders, and we thought Jimmy G could be good for Waller, and uh, maybe Hunter Renfro stock goes down. Hunter Renfro stock is back up, folks, because Darren Waller was traded to the Giants there for the number 100 overall pick. This was the pick, by the way, the Giants got in the Canarius Tony trade with the Chiefs, so they used that to get some uh, other receiving help. But Waller, however, is 31 years old, coming off a hamstring injury. Now, there's some potential. Daniel Bellinger's got some promise, but they don't really have a lot of wide receivers. Sterling Shepard's been their only re-sign. They're going to probably move on in a key role, at least, from Kenny Galladay if they don't get him out of there. So you have Wondell Robinson. you got Bellinger. you got uh, other things to figure out here. Isaiah Hodgins. They're, they probably won't pick back Reggie or Richie James. So you have... A little bit maybe more use of 12 personnel with two tight ends with Waller 
and Bellinger. We've seen it a little bit with these offensive-minded coaches uh, before Brian Dable, the head coach with Buffalo, and, uh, of course, uh, Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. So these guys have had Dawson Knox and Travis Kelsey, some impact players at tight end. So I can see Waller being a key red zone threat here for Daniel Jones, but in staying healthy is my big concern. I'm not going to bang the table and trust Aaron Waller as that tight end of old. He's just not had enough availability there, and he's a little bit older, coming off a hamstring injury, so buyer beware there. I wouldn't go high on Waller. He's a back-end tight end one, just because the situation and his talent could come through, uh, because they don't have a lot there, but uh, I'm not buying that. He's only going to take his 2019 and 20 form here, that uh, were his two best seasons, including the last one, sending him to the Pro Bowl. I think uh, Waller's probably past his prime here. Good story, resurrected his career after some off-the-field things, uh, transition from the Ravens to the Raiders, got a big contract, but I think the best of Waller is behind him. Interesting move by the Panthers, also going into the tight end market. They go for the former South Carolina baseball and football player, that's Hayden Hurst. So Hayden Hurst joins a group that includes Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas. He was immediately better than those guys. An inline tight end. So he has some promise here with the new offense as they have a security blanket tight end here for the number one overall packet quarterback, whether it's uh, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, uh, Bryce Young of Alabama, or Anthony Richardson of Florida. So they did make a move there to address uh, quarterback with Matt Corral being their only option. But Hayden Hurst has an opportunity here. Not a lot in the receiving core. We know they got rid of D.J. Moore, making Terrace Marshall... Junior, their best receiver for the rookie quarterback. So Hurst could have landed in a better spot here. Good year for him with the Bengals the one year as he replaced C.J. Ozama. Bengals are expected to draft a tight end here and uh, really upgrade from uh, Drew Sample. So Hurst moves on to the Panthers, a little bit of flyer tight end. But wait and see approach as it's been a disappointing position. But I think Frank Reich and Thomas Brown are going to resurrect that as a relevant uh, pass-catching option here for the Panthers. All right, we'll break down uh, the Panthers' quarterback move as well as the Buccaneers' quarterback move in our final segment here on the show. But it is uh, the hot stove's time in the NFL, and we've got some good stuff going on here for you. So when we think about that, uh, look at the screen here if you're watching on YouTube. Ultimate Pro Football GM is something that is exciting because you can play like the GM here in free agency, you can wheel and deal, figure out who to trade, think about the draft, go to pro days, all that good stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app. If you ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build your own historic dynasty. It's a lot of fun to play because you're in charge of everything. You figure out the salary cap. You figure out all the good stuff, all the good and bad decisions you can make. I tend to save on the offensive line and defensive line, things that I see NFL teams doing. It's worked out pretty well. And you don't need Wi-Fi to play this game. Once you've downloaded it, you can play in app play. Convince your fans and friends to uh, download the app and play today because that will be great to have a lot of fun with them uh, there if they want to get in on it. So, any fans you know that want to uh, play GM, this is the way to do it. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs that come with the regular season. It's all this and all 
a very challenging realistic game world. Ultimate football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on fantasy football listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On all caps, so make sure to check it out today. Download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores at ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Time to close the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football, and we will break down the two quarterback moves. Now, nothing earth-shattering here, but uh, we'll start with uh, Carolina. Andy Dalton is swapped to another team here, so he keeps bumped, bouncing around since he left the Bengals. He's been on the Cowboys. He's been on the Bears. He was a stopgap starter of the Saints. He stays in the NFC South. He's now the contingency bridge quarterback potential whatever for the number one overall pick. I think the way Dalton sees playing time, if it's Anthony Richardson, a project there. But I think if it's uh, C.J. Stroud or one uh, Bryce Young, I think you're looking at Andy Dalton as just being a straight-up backup mentor type for that quarterback. So depends on who they draft here, but they're getting ahead of it. Make sure they have a veteran who's willing to be a backup and also help that young quarterback along. And Dalton has definitely showed that here the past couple of years. He did well with the Cowboys, uh, filling in when Dak Prescott was hurt and uh, helped that team offensively with his mind and then he also went to the Bears and helped Justin Fields last year so a lot of good stuff here from Andy Dalton I think he's a good veteran presence to have on any team so a pretty good second career coming for Andy Dalton after his longtime career starting with the Bengals a lot of starting experience a lot of scheme experience invaluable guy to have to help a rookie quarterback so love it uh, secret uh, extra coach down the field for Frank Reich and Thomas Brown now how about former Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield? Didn't work out for him last year. He was actually added late and then cut in the middle of the season. He ended up with the Rams, had that one super start there, the upset leading it for Matthew Stafford being hurt. So the Bucks were taking a chance. They couldn't go the season just with Kyle Trask, but there's a lot of things to like about Baker Mayfield now in this particular offense. I actually liked him as a project behind Tom Brady in the Byron Leftwich offense, but now you have Dave Canales coming over from the Seahawks. Could this be another... Story like Geno Smith from last year. Keep in mind, they lost Russell Wilson. Geno helped the Seahawks facilitate their offense. He played really well. Comeback player of the year. Seahawks made the playoffs, had a very good offense here, replacing Wilson. Will this happen again with Tom Brady gone and retired from the Bucks? Something to watch out for, for sure. But uh, Baker Mayfield right now would have to be the favorite to start over Kyle Trask. I don't think there's any way that Trask wins a starting job. They could look in the draft, but they pick late. So Brady and that presence uh, made them playoff team, so they don't have really good options to draft a quarterback. So totally going the bridge route here. Baker Mayfield, a good bet to win the job over Trask. And some good weapons we know that are inherited here. I mean, James Winston was able to put up QB num- one numbers here in Tampa in a different style of offense. But you have J- uh, James Winston to Tom Brady. Now you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You could see a bigger role for Cade Otten. Rashad White in the backfield. Still pretty good offensive line without Donovan Smith with the Tristan Wirf still at the tackle. So Baker, we're going to put on the radar a little bit in fantasy, but he's got to win the job. He's got good weapons. And this is his best situation in a while. He's got the running game. That's probably going to play in his favor a little bit more with Rashad White. Throw downfield. Has a decent tight end. Very good wide receivers here. So we're going to watch Baker. Very interesting. Again, uh, he has a clearer path to start than Dalton does for sure with Kyle Trask being the only option there. So we're going to watch it, but I think it's a good move to facilitate the key weapons here 
You want a veteran, we don't want Trask in there. It really helps Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to have at least a player who's going to put the ball in the hands of his top receivers in Baker Mayfield. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the latest free agency moves as we wait for Aaron Rodgers to go down. And maybe we'll have that to break down for you on the next show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lock NFL Draft. Amy Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives and sleeper and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Lock NFL Draft wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, just like you'll get this show, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll check in tomorrow with the latest free agency news for fantasy football.